WCB Podcast, your source for all things Chicago Blackhawks and everything hockey, with your host, let's do it, Jerem Tanner and Noli. All right, so this is the WCB Podcast. It's Jerem, it's Tanner, it's Noli. Oh yeah, part of the Hockey Podcast Network presented by DraftKings. What's going on, boys? Just waiting. Just waiting. It's mid. Yeah. It's almost the end of July, so we're almost almost there. We're almost a month and a half away from preseason. Yeah. <laughs> well, is and, pre- well, yeah. Preseason's what mid September or like last two weeks of September. I guess that's fucking mid September. September. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> two is about mid. I'd say so. Yeah, I'd say so too. Yeah. So we're itching to hockey and um, news out of nowhere, though, that came today. It literally dropped probably about half an hour before we hopped on to record. Uh, Blackhawks principal owner and chairman Rocky Wirtz passed away at the age of 70. Uh, No, really, not a lot of details are out there right now, uh, but it has been confirmed by multiple sources. have reached out to the Blackhawks to confirm it, and it is true. No hoax here. Uh, yeah, it's very crazy out of nowhere. We were kind of talking about before that this news dropped. He was just, I remember seeing a picture of him just on the day we won the draft lottery in May, having enjoying a glass of wine, celebrating winning Bedard. And now almost what, two months later, three months later, he's, he's gone. It's crazy. It's a, I mean, yeah. So did we, we didn't, he wasn't shown at all during like the actual draft, right? I don't was remember. He there? I don't think so. I don't think so either. Like in, in any of the like behind the scenes videos, like he's not in it either. But I, I mean, honestly though, too, like you don't see Danny words either. So I don't know if that's really that big of a, of like surprise. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's weird. Cause yeah, like it literally just came out of nowhere. Like nobody expected that to come out today. Like, <laughs> Like you haven't heard anything about him really, honestly, ever since like the whole incident happened at that town hall that they had, you haven't heard his name really at all um, because Danny's been around doing everything. So it, yeah, it was just kind of a shock. Like I'm curious to find out what, what exactly happened. It's kind of like the Tony Esposito when he passed, like, I feel like nobody knew it. he was even sick. And then it came out that he passed, he passed away from cancer. So it's like, Mm. Oh, something, something definitely happened. Hopefully, I don't know if that's the right way to say it, but hopefully it wasn't nothing like tragic or something. Cause obviously losing your life is tragic and all that, but it's like, hopefully it wasn't like some sort of accident or something like that. Like he didn't like, like go crash as Harley going 90 exactly. down like, like 355, something like that. Like something. Tra- yeah. But it's a, uh, it's definitely mixed feelings. Um, In terms of how it's kind of, Again, kind of comparing to another thing, it's kind of like when Bobby Hall passed. It's kind of like, how do you go about, you know, feeling about it? Because it's like on paper what he was able to do for Chicago Blackhawks and, and build this team and this franchise back up after taking over from his dad and gave so much. But then it's like also everybody knows about the controversy with Kyle Beach, whether he claims he didn't know about it and all that kind of stuff. So it's kind of like toeing the line of how how you should you should feel almost. I think that 
it wouldn't be as bad had he not had that little blow up during the Blackhawks town hall about the Kyle Beach situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that like screamed like some guilt. And I think that's what like solidified him as kind of like a bad guy in that whole scenario. Like he could have he could have like taken that in a much better way and be seen as like maybe he really didn't know anything, but like you're never gonna know, right? So yeah. don't know and, how much or how little he knew and that just kind of tainted it even more. Yeah, um, and that even like that situation, whether he knew or not, like I didn't it didn't make me feel like he knew something. It just like this is it's like he made it seem like it wasn't a big deal and it was like it was a huge deal like yeah, like he yeah. wanted to bury it right he's like let's move on like we're done talking about this we've talked about this and it's like well it's going to be talked about like it's a huge yeah. thing and you like need to make sure it's never going to happen again you need to reassure like families and players that that type of thing is going to happen again so yeah it just kind of left a bad taste in everybody's mouth for sure but it's like the fact too that it was a town hall meeting to, to discuss to what they're that. doing to prevent that from happening again. Yeah, I'm not talking about this. <laughs> like, to really situation, open up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the situation, yeah, couldn't have been any worse. But it's like apart from that, it's like it's it's you wanna recognize him. Un- unlike what like when his dad passed, it's like when that when that happened, like you don't want to say you rejoice, but like people were happy. Like they were ready to move was, on. Like yeah. they, they were ready for the next wave to take over the team. And Rocky came in and did everything that the fans wanted. He put the home games back on TV. Like he paid guys to come to play here. Like he he built a legacy. So it's just yeah, it's it's weird. Yeah, I mean, I was I was saying before we recorded, like it was like talk about like two totally different ends of the spectrum. I was running around my house cheering when I heard Bill Wirtz died. And now I'm just like, damn, this this sucks. It's like truly an end of an era. Like, like there is nothing connecting the Chicago Blackhawks from the three Stanley Cups now. It's 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 crazy, and in such a short time period, which is even crazier. Say the only thing really is eighty ones in the rafters. That's the only (laughs) any way that you can you know connect them. Yeah. Um. Tanner, you always hit on it whenever people talk about the Blackhawks on social media. Um, yeah. Social media is going to be a total reasonable, reasonable, rational place the next couple oh, of yeah. months. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's um, nothing but good words for somebody that's passed away, and it's <laughs> it's going to be just, you know, sunshine and roses. Um, yeah. Everybody's going to take their shot. Everybody's going to have their two cents on just like, oh, good, good ratings. And it's just like, yeah, man, it makes you feel better. Cool. Like somebody passed away, like whether or not like they were a part of something that happened that was bad, like they're still dead. Like, cool. Way to, way to say what you have to say online. That's awesome. Yeah. Key, keyboard warriors go full on in these types of situations. Yeah. It's, 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 I just don't know what, like why at certain points you know like somebody died and it's like now you got to talk more shit it's like talk shit while they're alive man like say say what you would if you could talk to them in the face but like they're no longer here like it's never not gonna speak, fucking matter so like why never like i know and it's there's plenty of people you can speak ill of but it's like don't speak ill of the dead man that's like my whole mind thing it's like you can't someone can't defend themselves and all that kind of stuff it's like come on there are certain people that you know that doesn't apply to but it's like come on um what I'm going to be interested to see a couple things here is one, everybody talks about how 
why they hate the Blackhawks. And it's like, well, it's a whole new regime. Nobody's there. Oh, yeah, but the owner's still there. Now that Rocky's gone, does that mean people can start liking the Hawks again? Are the Hawks not these bad guys anymore? Does that change I mean, anything? I no. mean, ever since that town hall, Rocky wasn't in charge. Like, it was Danny. Danny was yeah. the face of everything because he was handling every situation exactly how he should have been. Um, I mean, we went to, um, I think it was at Poets' bachelor party. We were all up in the sports book, and Danny was just walking around. Like, yeah, we even recognized him one, but two, yeah, he's just walking around, checking out the sports book, making sure like everything's looking good for the fans. Like, he's been the face ever since then. And I mean, he's obviously doing a great job bringing in guys that he wants, but um, yeah, I mean, it, at some point, it's, I don't know, like, you can't hold a grudge for for forever and we're not saying like what happened is great or anything like that where you're like it it puts a bad taste in my mouth for that first cup and like mm-hmm. everything that happened like it it sucks thinking about it and what he had to go through and everything and watching them raise the cup at the end of the year getting all this praise like that had to be that had to be tough but like I mean you cheer for who you cheer for and like you said every everybody every part of that team is officially gone any connection whatsoever is officially gone so like it's it's time to turn a new leaf. I feel like, and I'm also kind of curious to see. Does the team go down to Danny, to like, and just kind of wondering if there's going to be any ripple effect of, on this, like any major Rocky's like brother or sister want to take it over instead or type thing. And it, I mean, I know it's kind of this is in the time or place to kind of think about this, but it's like if the, if if somebody takes over or gets control of this, and it's like, who knows if they kind of will give into the mob set of change the name, change the logo, and all that. Like it's kind of crazy, uncertain times with that because it's like without knowing kind of who's the next in line with it, you don't really know what can happen. And at this point, anything can happen. Yeah, yeah, I didn't even think about that, but. I don't want to think about it either. <laughs> like, like leave it, leave it how it is. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know any other. I mean, it's kind of hard to talk about because there's not really much out there right now. I keep kind yeah. of refreshing to check to see if the Hawks release a statement at all. They just posted um, like a, a picture in memoriam. Our hearts are heavy today. Our dad was a passionate businessman committed to making Chicago a great place to live, work, and visit. But his true love was for the, his family and close friends. He was a loving father, a devoted husband, a brother, a nephew, and uncle, um, grandfather to his six remarkable grandchildren. His passing leaves a huge hole in the hearts of many, and we will miss him terribly. Danny Wirtz. No, Rocky. No, he said that was Danny Wirtz saying that. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> so. I got to make some sort of joke in here, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. Bad to start a show. Oh shit! So yeah, rest in peace. Thoughts to the Wirtz family and friends, and and anybody. It's gonna be interesting when the home opener. They do a moment of silence to see what it's like compared to when they did a moment of silence silence for Bill because it was not quiet. <laughs> yeah, it was not. It was at the end of the day, Chicago. I think it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot better in Chicago for him of a reaction. He gave us three cups. Um. And I'm, I've always been the mindset of, for me, I, I can give two shits about management and the owners and all this. My I care about the on-ice product and what the team gives us. And that's why I will never be able to say, like, I mean, as much as I 
hate what happened. I will just never be able to turn my back on this team because I care about the on ice stuff. I don't care mm-hmm. about what pieces of shit like Bowman and McDonough and all those guys did. It turned their backs and, and let Kyle down kind of situation. So it's like, it's for me. Yeah. Well, but you guys got anything else on that or you want to move on? Uh, stay chill. <laughs> maybe avoid maybe avoid reading social media for uh, for a couple of days let that uh let that die a little bit um some signing news came out for the blackhawks phrasing i know shit i know it was just like yeah, yeah wait, good, i know good I got, as soon as i said it i kind of was like die a little night, bit and i saw you you, you smirk it so <laughs> i didn't even realize I honestly, I just have the cap friendly up, and I just keep staring at that Connor Bedard's like on the cap friendly page. And that's all I'm just, I didn't even hear what you said. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, we're a month, we're a month after the draft, and Connor Bedard is still a Blackhawk, so all is well. And on, um, he's the lowest cap percentage hit that he's ever going to be on the Blackhawks sweater, so it's yeah. just cool to stare at. Enjoy. <laughs> uh, Blackhawks and Philip Kurishev went to arbitration on Thursday. Uh, literally, when we got done recording, I think they released the numbers that each the team and the players submitted. Uh, the team was coming in at 1.4 million for two years, and I believe Kurishev was what 2.6, 2.65, something like that. Yeah, well, Sunday we found out that uh, arbitration awarded Kurishev. Um, 2.25 million yeah. per year, and because it was player elected arbitration, the Blackhawks were able to choose between one and two years. They chose two years, so Kershaw is locked down for the next two years. 2.25 uh, million people are freaking out about this a little bit. It's not an issue, I think, right now. This is the time for this to come up. I feel like this is like exactly what we were saying we were kind of hoping for, like, we wanted yeah. it closer. Like maybe a little closer to two, like just under two, but like I mean, two point two five or two years, like that's that's nothing. I mean, fuck, dude. I mean, like he's the third, fourth line guy, like we've talked about. Like at least it's not like Bickle and Bolin, like those guys getting like four to six million dollars. Like it's two point two five for two years. Like what? That's that's fine with me, you know. Yeah, and he's shown that he can play like on the top lines too. It's just the consistency has to get there. I think yeah. what's funny is. When you're looking at people, I mean, social media, man, like just the <laughs> comments and just not understanding how any of this makes sense. They're like when they're like, and they gave Corey Perry and Nick Foligno four mil. It's like, yeah, man, because they're they're not there to like get better. They're there for their leadership. Like if you start setting a precedent that you're going to just sign your young guys for whatever the fuck they want, then you're not going to have any negotiation. Like you're not, you're not going to be able to like haggle with them on like what mm-hmm. their fucking deals are. Like. Agent just be, they have all this cap space so like why don't they just fucking give him what he wanted because it's like that's not how this works he's only 23 he's gonna he's gonna probably need another contract after this like if he outplays this contract which i'm really hoping he does if he like goes crazy on this 2.25 for two years and then next next contract is like seven mil because he's playing so well it's gonna be a lot easier to sign him seven million versus if he's signed to four million already he's gonna be like well i fucking killed that still like He's going for more contracts after this. Perry and Felino, they're basically on one-year deals after this. And in order to get them to stay here, because they could just cup chase, like you have to overpay. Like, how fucking hard is it to figure out for these people? Yeah, and I mean, 
you gave Felino and Perry that much because you have to get to the cap floor anyways. Yeah. Like that's mm-hmm. part of it too. But yeah, given Kurdishev, like it giving him 2.25, it's basically like we believe in you. We know you can outplay this contract, like prove it. And then your next contract is going to be bigger. Yeah. But like you said, if it was at four, like then you're, you could be just overpaying it. Like him at 2.25, there's, I, I don't see it as an overpayment whatsoever. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I think that's right about what he's worth. Um, or a, maybe even like just under what he's worth. And like, like I said, it's, it's going to be an easy way for him to um, overproduce on that. And like you said, if he was at four and he overproduced, it's like, fuck, we're gonna have to really pay him. But I mean, yeah, him overproducing at 2.25, it's like, okay, well, you're going to get a raise for sure. Next, next, you know, contract, but we'll figure that out when we get there on how much is it's exactly going to be. And he knows it's not going to be a, a layup on, this is what I want. This is what I'm getting. Like, he's yeah, gonna, exactly. the future, it's going to be like, okay, I'm going to have to prove myself and work for it. He's in the best situation here because not only does he have an opportunity to prove that he is the caliber player that a lot of people project him to be. He has a chance to, come up when the salary cap is going to be going up. So there's going to be more money for him to possibly yeah. do it. And he even has a better shot to get to that level because you know, he's going to have probably have some minutes with Bedard, whether it's power play time or, you know, when the, when the blender line blender comes out is like, he is in a great situation to, to really take his game to the next level. I mean, that's well, the, it was for a lot of people on this team, but yeah. it's not just Bedard though. Like he's shown better flashes playing alongside of like, for like Reichel, like Lucas yeah. Reichel, and even like oh man, dude, fucking watching that like every goal the Hawks scored during the last season, um, him and like Tyler Johnson actually had some good chemistry too. So a little bit, Tyler Johnson was basically hurt almost the whole season, so that was really a non like a non-existent kind of line, and Reichel wasn't really there almost the entire year too. So like now you get the, those two guys, like let's say you get them and Kershev on the line, and like maybe you get some magic there. Yeah. Um that'd be pretty sick actually. I, I would I would like that line. That'd be a good line. <laughs> on uh yeah, I mean on daily face off, it's got Kershev Dickinson Blackwell is the third line right now, which I mean like we've talked about it before. Like lines are gonna be kind of a blender. All yeah. season. Uh, Dickinson's I mean, I sneaky sneaky fast as fuck though. Yeah. Like I don't I don't hate that third line, honestly. Like it, and then, like you said, he can he'll get he'll get tossed in with Johnson at some points and stuff. So, see, and on cap friendly depth chart, they have Kurishev, Reichel, and Anthony CU on the second Dude, line. I don't know how the fuck you guys get to this fucking thing on cap friendly. I also know how to get to the contract. Depth charts, depth, yeah, depth charts. Where where's depth chart? If you go to the page, so it's it's right above where the draft picks are. Right around round two. We're working on it together here. Doing yeah, here you go. As a crew. Walk everybody <laughs> through it. <laughs> People, get out your phones. Yeah, okay. right. Okay, so yeah, it's got Kershev, Reichel, Anthony CU. Uh, I don't know how I feel about that one. I don't, I, think, I don't think Reichel's playing Steiner, right? Like, no, I don't think so either. No. That's interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Although I do like Hall, Radish, and Bedard. I love yeah. that. I think we I talked about that last week, too. Yeah, we did. I hope that's the first line, though. It's so funny looking at this Fun team, stuff. man. Yeah. It's going to – they're going to have 
I don't think they're gonna have that much of an issue scoring goals. It's just we'll see how well they keep it out of the net. <laughs> it's funny because it's like I in I know it's gonna sound like Hawks bias, but it's like this could be like I can realistically see a reason like if this team flirts with like a wild card spot, I wouldn't be surprised. No, I'm just saying like I don't think they will, but it's like if they are somehow like floating up there. Yeah. I'm not going to be like, oh, not, shit. If they're not are, dead last. <laughs> yeah, like, how are they, like, I'm like, oh, shit. I'm not going to be surprised, like, because it's like, this if team could be good. Five, I would be a little bit more, like, I can see that. Yeah, maybe flirting with the wild card was too much, but, like, I don't think this team is going to be as bad as it was last year. Well, no. according to, uh, I forget what. Uh, Gay Fresh. Yeah, they made the uh, projections according to them. Uh, we're getting the, uh, the Taylor Hall treatment, getting the number one overall again next year. I, was say, I, I, I hope mean, this reason that, was because we had Taylor Hall. I hope that's yeah, the reason. That was the only reason. <laughs> that, no that no actual pretty, like projections or anything like that. It was just like, no, nah, this, is, this is a guarantee. That whole prediction Every team's got points. Winnipeg coming in second in the entire league, and that's not happening. Yeah. No, that's not happening. The <laughs> thing, like, that's going to be – the only team that are going to be better than it, I think is Arizona. And – Arizona was nasty at home last year. We'll see if it pulls over again to this year. But I mean, Nashville. Are you talking about the Central? Okay. Yeah, for Central. Central. Just for Central. I was like, Buffalo is going to be pretty fucking good. (laughs) No, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm just talking about Central. Like, got it. I don't know what the Blues are going to be. I feel like they could bounce back, but I can also just see them being shit. Um, yeah, I think Nashville is going to be probably right where they're at again next year. Hey, when the, when that, uh, was it? Canada junior team stuff comes out too. Like they, I mean, you never know. Rob, like Robert Thomas and Jordan Kyrie were on that team. So, so who was, knows? Uh, so was Kachuk and uh and Radish. And Radish. So yeah. That's gonna be interesting when that all comes out. Yeah, uh, when is that? When is that? When's the drop on that, dude? They keep, like <laughs> they just keep teasing it. They're gonna wait till the fucking season starts and just fuck all these teams that have these guys on the yeah, that's a, that's so dude, weird. Dude, training camp starts. Like you, all you hear is like, oh, teams are bracing for when this report comes out. It's like what are like it's it's whenever you hear this guy's getting traded soon, just watch for the next 24 hours, and it's like for like three weeks. <laughs> all right, come on now. He actually has a no, like a hard no movement clause. I don't know why you think he's getting traded. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck is going on. Yeah. Um, shit. So other than uh, Reichel or not Reichel, sorry, Kershaw. See, they're like the same guy. Whatever. Um, don't do that to Reichel. That's not nice. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> is there was there anything else? Oh, there's the they signed that one draft pick. I think he was from last year, Samuel Sabwa. <laughs> That was that you've been working on the name pronounce pronunciation. So you could take it. Yeah, um, he signed his ELC. Um, what was he? He was third round pick, eighty first overall last year. Was that even was that our pick or was that something that we got? I feel like that's a pick that we ended up picking up, huh? Um, what did I say? Eighty third, eighty first, eighty first. Yeah, that was uh Vegas's pick that we got. When we made the TS Yanmark trade. No. Ooh. The Yanmark trade where we got, let's see, we got Colton Dock with the second rounder in 2021 and then Samuel Savoy in the third rounder in 2022. Okay. Okay. Colton I mean, that's good. That you got to do a contract, honestly. Colton Dock, I think, yeah. is a sneaky prospect for us. I, I mean, I think the good thing for him is the fact that he's not 
didn't have the hype that his brother has. So he's kind of staying juniors, it, just like working hard. I think it kind of helps that Kirby's not here either. Yeah. It kind of changes it where it's not like he's not going to be behind Kirby. Like he's not going to have to like live up to like Kirby, whatever he would end up doing with the Hawks. So like I think that kind of helps him too. Oh my God. The, the Hawks have so many picks. <laughs> it's yeah. great. I also um, like how Cap Friendly has uh, Kurczynski on the depth chart, but they also have him listed as non-roster. That's weird. Was there anything else like Hawks-wise? I don't think so. Um, it's no. been really quiet. I mean, there's that, not... Um, the, what were you going to say? That uh, video dropped. The uh, Welcome to the NHL video? Yeah. I was just uh, thinking that, too. Yeah, which how was, how yeah. great was that though? Did you watch it? Yeah, I just watched it like yesterday, I think. The yeah. Oliver Moore is the greatest personality of that whole video. Oh, dude. And he was just so genuinely happy for everybody. And it was yeah. funny to every pick that they went, they just cut to him. This is interesting. Like this is gonna be interesting. <laughs> my favorite, oh, man, my I can't favorite took him. This is gonna be interesting. <laughs> my favorite, hands down, is they get to like uh right after Fantilli gets picked, he's like, I'm sorry. He turns to his parents and goes, I'm sorry I'm making you guys wait this long. Yeah. <laughs> just like, it's so good. And he's just like, ooh, I had a good feeling about that team, all this. And then he's like, man, if I went to Chicago, it'd be so great. Go against Bedard in development camp. And then they call him up. And it's just like, fuck yeah. Like, Let's go. His dad was so amped up when they called him. He was fucking fired up. Yeah, that was sick when he was, yeah. When he was like, shy town babies, yeah, sick. <laughs> no one's gonna want to play in Chicago, and uh, I mean, dude, everybody's gonna want to play in Chicago, especially with Bedard. Oh, yeah, he was uh, fucking jazz, yeah, but yeah, that video was a lot of fun to watch. Like, just seeing the guys, like, they picked out what, like, six ish guys just to follow around, yeah. And, um, it's funny that it ended um. I'm sure, like, no matter what team they're going to, like, that's what they were doing, right? So, like, it's funny yeah. that more ended up being followed mm-hmm. and, like, ends up going to the Hawks the same as, like, Bedard. I'm sure that when they filmed him, they expected him to go higher. Yeah, oh, yeah. 100%. So, yeah, even uh, even when the draft was going on, it's like, this is my range right here. Like, this is where I'm mm-hmm. going. And then... It's, yeah, it's so funny, too. Yeah, because he I forgot he said that. Like, it's just... It's interesting where it was like after like the fifth pick or something like that. He's like, "Well, it's my range now." Like, yeah, like it's he's crazy like, that they know where they should be going. Like, I mean, I guess yeah. there's so many rankings and everything like that, and I'm sure their agents are all over. Like, you know, this is where you should be going, and they know how well their their interviews went. So, like, like you yeah. said, I forget what team it was. It might have been Philly. It was no, either Philly or Detroit. Might have been Detroit. I think um, it was Detroit when they went with the Pelica kid. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was saying, he was like, like, man, I had a good feeling. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's just crazy that, I don't know, it's such a stressful day for them. And then, yeah, just like, yeah, but like, I should be going here. Yeah. And then I felt bad for the the kids that they they followed that ended up, like, can you imagine? That's a full day. And then you don't get picked in the first round. You go back and start over like the next day, basically. Like all over what again. About, what about the kid that got drafted with the last pick and he was there? Was he? Yeah. He yeah. sat through the entire draft. <laughs> and then Columbus traded for that pick. Yeah. And yeah. Him. Yeah. 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 And he was like extremely fucking like that dude. Uh, needs fu- that dude needs yeah. to fire his agent because if I was his agent, I'd be like, dude, don't don't go. You don't yeah. like don't don't be there. 
What if he was just like, all right, I just want to go. Or he's like a hometown kid. He's from Nashville. Like, I got yeah. nothing else to do over here. He's just he like, wasn't even in a suit. He had like a cowboy hat on. He had a ticket, yeah. <laughs> Comes down. Uh, like, what what, what was that on again? Was that on YouTube? Yeah, yeah. it's on YouTube. Yeah. NHLs or? Yeah. Okay. Yes. I got to check that out. I haven't had a chance to watch anything like that. But Dude, yeah, all the awesome. behind the scenes stuff is like fantastic. I love so it. Good. Yeah. Again, it goes back to the NHL does such a great job with their stuff, but they don't know how to market it to like. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, like word of mouth. Yeah. God damn. The best way to grow your business. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, small town where you're doing fucking <laughs> handyman work. I'm just, I can't wait for fucking Oliver Moore to come up, man. That kid seems like he's going to be such a like rock on that team. Everything well, that's been coming out, it just gets me like, when the first video dropped and we saw how excited Davidson was, this video dropped and seeing how excited he was to go to Chicago, like how excited he is to be with Bedard, like how much he talked up, you know, like there's so many guys in that draft that were talking up like, oh, it's the Bedard draft. We're just a part of the Bedard draft. And yeah. We're all like, he sets the standards. We're all trying to just be better than him, which is fucking crazy. That's, that's what he said. It's fucking crazy. It was, I yeah. was like, yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And like, it's crazy. And now that's your teammate. And you're yeah, trying exactly. to be better than your teammate. Like, let's yeah. fucking go. It's crazy, too, because, like, Bedar was 17, and there was guys that it was their second year going through the draft, so they're, like, 19. And, like, they're, like, yeah, we want to be like this kid. It's, like, <laughs> oh, dude. Like, I'm excited for Bedard, obviously. And, like, everything yeah. that comes out about him, it's, like, oh, my God, I'm so excited. But then, like, everything that comes out about Oliver, Oliver Moore, I'm, like, man, that's going to be such a sneaky fucking pick. Dude, this because, core, this future yeah. core, man, is going to be so fucking excited. And I don't care how much I talk about it. I'll just keep talking about it. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't care. You got That's why I'm I'm really excited to see like what happens during the college season this year because there's just there's so many guys. There's so many Where, guys that we have, and it's just where's more going again? Uh, Minnesota. Minnesota. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. With Logan Cooley, it's gonna be yeah. fucking sick. Dude. Sam Sam Renzel's gonna be there. So like those oh, two yeah, guys, yeah. and then uh, dude, fucking Michigan with. Uh, Frank Nazar, like having him actually hopefully playing a whole season. Man. I mean, it's going to be good. Fantilli's gone from there, too. So, I mean, like that's right. minutes and stuff like that. You know? saying, yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Up. That's, yeah. That's, that's yeah. the good part. Um, and then Del Mastro and Korchinski tear it up a little bit more in juniors, go to world juniors, tear you it sure up. sure that Korchinski's not going to be I keep going, the, the starting lineup? I keep going back and forth with that one. Like, yeah. I would, I would love it, man. That'd be great. Let's get. If he's ready, him. hey. If he's ready, fucking let's go. But it's because like if, if there's any question where you're not sure if he should be there yet, yeah. I mean, if it's not a hundred percent yes, he needs to be here. It's don't have him be here. here. For me, it's different yeah. than last year because last year it was like, yeah, this is this this year is going to decline, and this year it's if Bedard is it's his first season, man. Like if that's the guy we're growing with, get the defenseman that we should be growing with too. Let these guys yeah. fucking roll together. The uh, only thing I think he can take, uh, like, would help him is if he goes place for Canada for World Juniors this year, where he has more of a bigger role because he really didn't have that big of a role with the team last year. Um, if you put him out there, you let him be almost like the leader of that defense for that team. I mean, that could be huge for him too. Like, that's the only I thing mean, that I'm kind of like, uh, you. I mean, you could still do that when he's in the NHL. Yeah, no, like, that's fair. Dog, yeah, still do that. but do um, they want to? Because I mean, they've seen what happened with like yeah. Kirby and stuff. It's true. Um, 
yeah but one one last thing about that video the amount of guys with the the uh inside the suit jackets with just the sickest like little yeah. inside of the jackets it's just like i love it i love kids coming in with like great style like fantilly had every name of every family member like, so like 96 names or something like yeah. that yeah on, on the back of his vest um uh will smith had inside it was like his high school uh bc you uh american flag uh it was no the national cross. development team logo yeah yeah, yeah. uh yeah. gaelic cross and then there was like one other thing in there and i'm like dude these kids are yeah these kids are coming up firing like yeah, yeah. they're gonna like ruin the league like this is like they're <laughs> like they're like i'm coming the, in and i'm probably making a statement yeah, yeah. i love it. Dude, it's going to be a great time for hockey if they don't if they just do this right and and they let these kids have personality and and be themselves like yeah. I don't know. That's going to be fun. Yeah. Stone these personalities like they do with Subban. Oh <laughs> yeah. Why 10 million dollars to a children's hospital. Get out of town. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's insane. Um. Yeah. Anything else, Hawks wise? No, I'm good. Nolly. No, I don't think so. I'm just. I'm excited. So we're almost. Excited. We're almost into August. <laughs> we're almost there. Um. All right. NHL talk, real there. quick. Uh, Patrice Bergeron announced his retirement from the NHL today. Oh shit! Sorry. One more time. Uh. <laughs> we knew about this like. no 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 no. i don't think last week this had happened but the the one kid marcel marcel signed an age oh, yeah six six is that what it was six six or six four like 245 i think yeah, six, four, kid. 245 yeah yeah oh man he i don't know how this works because like i thought if you're in juniors which he was like i thought you can only i think be there but I think it's because it was his second draft. I think he's he's, he's overage or not overage, but like nineteen. Maybe he's going on twenty or something. Yeah. I also think though because he signed direct. He signed directly with Rockford. He signed directly with yeah AHL contract. So I think that's the difference. So, so no, like he can't do that usually. Like if it like, uh, I don't know. It gets so fucking weird. It says he apparently he turns twenty in October. I don't know if that has anything to do with him not being able to play. Might not have I thought you could. I thought you could at twenty, but maybe not. I think it depends on when your birthday is. Like if it's, yeah, it has to be before a certain part of the season. I want. Oh, I bet it would be like January or something. Like if it's if you turn twenty like before January, then maybe you're like ineligible or some shit. Who knows? Who fucking knows? Well, I guess we'll never find out. There's no stupid fucking rules. it's kind of weird that they signed him to like a one year AHL deal, but we'll see what he does. Maybe it's because if he, maybe because if he did sign like his ELC, then he does have to go to juniors or something. Hmm. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. I think it's like you can't be sent down from the NHL to the AHL. Right. But if you're signing directly with the AHL, I mean, What's up, guys? As you know, the show is brought to you by DraftKings and new customers. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN. Bet just $5 to score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. 
Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinem.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467369. In Kansas, call 1-800-24700. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort on West Virginia, gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. All games regulated by West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly in partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown's Race in Connecticut. Help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets as far as seven days after insurance. One boost per eligible game. Opt-in require max bet $50. 10 plus leg uh, required for 100% boost. Uh, eligibility, wagering, deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash baseball terms. It's like I want to say we'll have to try and like look into this shit, but it's like what's the point? The only person that knows is Gary Batman and Cap Friendly. Like those are the only two people that know. <laughs> I don't even know if Batman knows. He doesn't know it. Oh, it says it right here. <laughs> <laughs> I looked it up because I'm a genius. Um, it says the AHL under 20 rule is created for the CHL teams to attract top talent back, which means if the player has under 20 and does not make the NHL club, they can be sent back to the AHL team. But it says, can players under 20 play in the AHL? It says, yes, they can. In fact, that you only have to be 18 to play in the AHL. Um, a long-standing agreement between the a- CHL and AHL actually requires teams to send prospects who do not make the NHL club back to the CHL team. If they're with one, so the uh, AHL under 20 rule is actually only for AHL under 20 if you're on a CHL team rule. So maybe he's not on the team anymore. Oh. Like he... Because he only played one year in the queue last year. That was yeah, his only. Maybe, so maybe it was just a one-year yeah, thing. Do they do they even do they have contracts? They I, must, right? They have. I'm pretty to have sure they contract do. Contract yeah. because they can get traded and shit. Yeah. And so maybe he only had like a one-year like CHL contract, and then he just that signed a fucking sense. AHL deal. That would make sense, yeah. Because then they don't want their guys under contract getting brought up and then just sent to the A, it's like, why Why don't you, like, live out your contract type thing unless you're going to play in the NHL? That that makes sense. Yeah. And Marcel, Marcel, oh, man. Hockey's got to make things so goddamn complicated. The kid's so nice, they named him twice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, yeah, back to NHL talk here. Shrews Bergeron retired, which is really nice of him. So now somebody else can win the Selkie Award next year. Um, yeah. And uh, hit Boston with what, like a two and a half million dollar cap hit? Oh, because of his bonus. Yeah, his ten plus games bonus. Love it. Games. See you later. Stupid. Um. Yeah, we were saying too. I mean, with it makes sense if they're planning like the team's not gonna. If the team wasn't gonna be good, like might as well postpone his fucking like salary to the next season, so you can like load up that year. It's kind of smart. Jesus, he his first year, 0304, his base salary was nine hundred thousand dollars. And then the lockout happened, there's twenty four percent rollback, and he got six hundred forty six thousand instead the next the year. Yeah. Um honestly, you said it um in our group text, Jerem, like hate the team, kind of like Datsuk, where we hated Detroit for so long. Datsuk's one of my favorite players of all time, yep. though. Like, just, just the skill that he had, like, we don't have to talk about Datsuk, but, like, the skill he had, it's just, like, and the way he, like, carried himself, it just changed, like, it was a guy you couldn't hate. Yeah. And, like, 
no matter how much you hate the Bruins, like you, you just can't hate Bergeron. Like yeah, the way that he fucking, carries himself on the ice is just still on the ice, admirable. off the ice. He yeah. fucking played with a punctured lung against the Hawks in the like, Stanley Cup final. Like just no matter what, he just gives it his all always for his team. And like it was a great guy to take over for captain. Obviously, as soon as Char left, like just. Yeah. Could have argued that he should have been the captain like the whole time too. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Like just like you said, the Selkie guy. Like he want to name rename the Selkie after him. Like just one of the best two way players, best one of the best centermen his whole career. Like he's just all around, just one of the best players, guys in the NHL. Just exactly what you ask for out of a guy that's just leading your team in the face of your team for fuck. What was it? Twelve years. Uh, nineteen. <laughs> twelve years. What? Were you getting twelve? Yeah, I don't know why I got twelve. I like guess twenty. Yeah. That gets you to twenty fifteen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um. Yeah, nineteen years, man. It's crazy. Well, so he he made the Bruins his draft year. Yeah, I actually. And he's a second round pick. Yeah. Um, I saw the somebody posted the opening night lineup when he played Sergey Samsonov. Um, fuck, I don't remember who posted it, but yeah, it was it was crazy to see that opening night lineup and uh, and every team got a uh, an extra draft pick that year. Because I'm so, I just cannot remember anything. There's a reason a bunch of teams got extra draft picks that year. I forget where another team and the Bruins ended up taking him with their extra pick. That's crazy. Yeah, I'll have to look up why because I cannot for the life of me remember why. All right, but, so on that team, Hal Gill, Sergey Gonchar, uh, PJ Axelson. That's a name I remember. Uh, and Mike Knubel, Martin Lapointe. Uh, let's see who else on here. Michael Nylander, Felix Potvin, Andrew Raycroft, Brian Ralston, Sergey Sergey Samsonov, uh, ooh, Yuri Schlager. Definitely making note of all these names for Puckpedia. Yeah, yeah. Those, <laughs> those are some of the bigger names. Joe Thornton finished the season with uh the most points on seventy three points in seventy seven games. Plus seventy of them, fifty. <laughs> yeah, it's close. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean Bergeron. I mean, six games shy of thirteen hundred, thousand and forty uh points, four hundred twenty-seven goals. That's the kind of guy, man. Like where he plays every game he played in the NHL was with one team, and that's like when you have a guy like that on your team, you're there's a statue coming your way because that's insane. That's what yes. that's what we, First that's what we wanted. That's what we wanted so badly for Jonathan Taze and Patrick Kane, but the, the team was just towards the end. Like mm-hmm. Davidson had to do what he had to do. And like it would have been nice, but it's still a chance that Taze never plays a game with another team, but we don't know officially. So he didn't go out with the uh, best record in NHL history and get knocked out in the first round. Yeah, that's a good thing though. <laughs> and I mean head to head in the playoffs. Hawks got him. Yep. Got him. Got him. Got him. <laughs> um, 
last, last thing I got is now the number one center in Boston is Paul Valzaka. There you go. Yeah, they're, gonna, they're doing great. They don't um they don't have a ton of cap space either. And they still need to sign Jeremy Swayman. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, if they want to keep Trent Frederick too. Just it just couldn't happen to a better team, you know what I mean? Just under five point yeah. five million in cap space. You uh, you might be able to throw Charlie Coyle top line center, but that's rough. Charlie Coyle, Pavel Zaka, and Morgan Geeky. Not great. Think, do you think Lucic is like what the fuck? I came back, and no, now I think he's like, I'm going to come is, back and retire. Is there is there a chance that uh, Krejci comes back? I don't think so. I mean, anything, but I don't think so. I think. I think it was both of him and Berger. I think Bergeron called him. And was like, "Yo, I'm going one more. You want to come?" And he's like, "Yeah, sure." And yeah, he was let's like, run, let's run it back. Yeah, it was a good plan. Till uh, the Hawks came along and beat Pittsburgh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's hockey history, baby. Let's go. Oh shit! Um, Dude, if it wasn't for those pesky Hawks. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the other thing for NHL talk I had, um, we talked about Kershev arbitration. Uh, the Leafs yeah. also oh, had yeah. their arbitration case. They awarded, they went to arbitration with Samsonov. Right? Is that how you say it? Yeah. I've heard Samsonov. people say, I've heard people say differently. Okay. Yeah, and he was awarded one year at 3.55 million, giving the. Toronto Maple Leafs a good what twelve point three million dollars over the cap space as of right now. Yeah, six point seven with LTIR still over the cap. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I oh yes, six point seven. Sorry, you wrote that correctly. I wrote it wrong. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just I I love it. They brought in Brad traveling, for living. To fix the whole situation, he has done nothing. <laughs> like, I mean, obviously, there's hasn't been any like talks about like what's going on with Nylander and Matthews, and like you go out and you send Tyler Bertuzzi, you sign John Klingberg, Max Domi. you bring in Ryan or Ryan Reeves and Max Domi. Don't I mean Domi makes sense to me because like. At least he has like some skill too. I had a good season. Bertuzzi, Tyler Bertuzzi does make sense. I just I don't know why you like Domi's cap makes more sense to me with that kind of a player. And then you bring in Bertuzzi, but you're so over the cap. Like that's what I don't get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, Bertuzzi at five and a half is a fucking steal. But you're so tight to the cap that what are you doing? Is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then, yeah, Ryan Reeves, like 1.35 for three years. What are you doing? Like, I don't. Oh, it's three years, too. Oh, my God. What yeah. Is, what is yeah. Like, Nylander is going to be gone. Yeah. I mean, there's no yeah. way. I mean, he has to be traded. Like, that's. That gets you under the cap with your LTIR. How do you get under the cap before the season starts with those guys on your cap? Like, I don't, I don't know. Here's, what they're doing. here's the thing, too. Like, if you're handcuffed this way. And you have to trade Nylander, and everybody knows you have to trade Nylander. You don't get a good return. 
future considerations baby like you didn't you like the no move is it a no move or no trade whatever it's modified yeah kicked in july 1st and you didn't fucking take advantage of the fact that you could move them to anywhere (laughs) and had a fucking bidding war dude what what a what a move by nylander's agent tossing that in on the final year of his deal (laughs) literally never had a no trade no move clause Last year, my my deal. Why not throw it in there? And it's worked out great for him. Yeah, it really has. <laughs> How about the Hawks toss them back their own twenty <laughs> or twenty twenty five first round pick for Nylander? That's it. That's it. That's it. And then we uh, can say we had all three yeah. Nylanders. That's an overpay because <laughs> overpay. Toronto Toronto doesn't deserve a first to get out no, of no, the no. You know what? We take Matt Murray. Yeah, and their first round pick. We keep yeah. the other first round pick, and we just give them future consideration. <laughs> They're still going to be over the cap. <laughs> you know what? And then at the trade deadline, they can tr- send future considerations off, off because good Stanley Cup champion teams. <laughs> Who says no? <laughs> I don't. I like it. That's <laughs> your for both teams. <laughs> I'm playing both just, sides of the fence here. Yeah. You, oh, I play both sides. That way I can't if you, lose. If you look at their cap friendly and just look at the, the column that says terms on their forward core, and it's no move clause, no move clause, no move clause, modified no trade clause, no move clause, modified modify no trade clause, modified no trade clause, modified no trade clause. You're just like, Jesus Christ. And then even your defense is the same fucking way. With no move, modified no trade, modified no trade, and then retain salary. Oh, whatever, modified no trade. It's like you, they, any yeah. all the big money that you can move, which is what you're gonna have to do. You're gonna be so fucking handcuffed on that. They tossed out no movement clauses like they were fucking Stan Bowman in the early two, 2010s. Like, <laughs> with yeah. no cups to no cups to back it up, at least right. That's insane, man. Oh my want god. Want a no movement clause? Win a fucking Stanley Cup and then you can have a no movement clause. Jesus. Can Christ. we just talk about like I don't know how with David Poyle, he probably gave out two no movement clauses in, in his entire tenure with Nashville from when they started. And I don't know how he got away with it, but because they haven't won anything. What a fucking GM though. Yeah. Like what a guy. Am I well, the I've, only I, I also want to point out that he did sign Johansson and Duchesne to like eight by eights, and then yeah, they, and then they were able to get out, of them. out, and Johansson <laughs> got traded for future considerations. Yeah, but they were able to move on from him. Hey, that's right. No trade clause. That's right. <laughs> Yossi, Yossi has one, and uh, McDonough has a. That's not from his signing, though. No trade, know. but that wasn't from him. Yeah, they're the only two on the whole team. Oh, and Forsberg, which Yossi and Forsberg, those are the two guys you you want would yeah to get it to. Anyways, wait, Forsberg hasn't? Oh, is he? Oh, he's listening. He's not an IR. So, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. This might transition well to the to the last segment here, but I think no, like I don't understand. I do, but like I also understand why players are so hell bent on no trade clauses. Because wouldn't you want to keep your options open? No, because what if they try and just cap dump you like a fucking Jonathan Quick mm-hmm. to Columbus? You want you want at like least he, a modified so you can either yeah. make it a ten team 
list you want to go to or 10 team no trade because i mean fuck dude you sign a contract in florida or nashville you're getting no state income and then they sauce you up to like montreal it's like 50 percent <laughs> like yeah like ugh. and like Mon- like you're going from a playoff team or a bubble team to bottom of the barrel like Evgeny Dadanov, dude, like he didn't want to go there, and it was in his no trade, like. And he's like, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> but then he went to Montreal and was fine with it. I don't. That didn't make sense to me, but whatever. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. So all right. Well, I guess let's get any other NHL talk. Uh, I as far as I know, Carlson's still not traded, but. I saw that it's he still has Seattle's in, in on it. Oh, Vince Dunn fucking signed a massive ticket too. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah that's good for him, man. Dude, he, I'm telling you, he's gonna fucking everybody online is just like he doesn't deserve that. I'm like he is gonna be so fucking good. Just nobody watched Seattle last year, dude. He was good. Yeah, he, he, was he good put up that. what 65 points. Jesus, 64 points in 81 games plus. And he's solid defensively too. He like, is he's so it's not like he's like I had him on my fantasy ball. team, and he not only puts up points, he fucking hits and blocks shots. Mm-hmm. He's all over the place. He's that kind of like two way guy that you really want. It's just solid on both ends. What I think it's it? gonna be a steal of a fucking deal when when, when that cap runs, goes up. Yeah, well, just this year, man. When he runs it back and probably is closer to a point per game. And people are like, God damn, Vince Dunn is good. Like, it's gonna be the same thing like when dry settle. Like, why would you pay so much? And you're like, oh fuck yeah, actually he's worth more than yeah. that. Yeah. Um going back to it last time too. Yeah. I don't understand why he wouldn't be all in on Seattle. Like he is a yeah. like uh, that it's exactly what they need, and it's exactly where he could flourish. Like, yeah, it just it makes too much sense to me. It's like yeah. Hellebuck going to Buffalo or like Gibson going to Buffalo. Like it just it makes too much sense for it not to happen. <laughs> yeah, but I think he's got a better well, chance of winning. As there of right too. now, though, because of that signing with Vince Don, like they don't have the space unless they move on from somebody uh, that's been like their team is like solid, you know, like they they're, they're solid throughout. I think that's like kind of the bonus though, you know, is any one of those guys in the top nine can be put in on any one of those lines. That's so why yeah. you were, if you were to like move on from somebody, you can just like flip a fucking coin and be like, yeah, sorry, bud. You got the, you, you lost <laughs> like pull straws. But if you're having, if you're having vintage EK 65 in your lineup, yeah. is that not worth it? Like at like about 8 million. That's the thing. Like he, he played so well for San Jose and Seattle is is so deep where like they didn't have a breakout guy offensively, but everybody like they did it by committee, like Vegas did like their first year. Yeah. But adding a guy like Eric Carlson, man, that bumps up your power play, that bumps up just offensive like breakouts, like just he can move the puck so well and put you in such better ways to score offensively, like better offensive positioning and everything. Like it's just it That's makes one so of the- much sense to boost like Everly's goal scoring is going to go up. Fucking uh, Jerry McCann's going to score a ton more goals. Like these guys' goal numbers are going to skyrocket if you add him. Well, you just go back into like what I was talking about with uh, Vince Dunn and him having an insane year probably next year. It's going to be, you might end up with a Carlson Burns situation there where 
they're like only one guy's gonna be able to have the puck. I'm sure only one guy's gonna play power play line one. So like you're either getting a lot of production out of Carlson and not much out of Vince Dunn, or you're trying to like put them both in the best position possible and they're both taking production away from each other. I don't because that's that's a lot happened like when Burns was in San Jose with him. Yeah, I don't think it's that aggressive though, because I think Dunn's better defensively than Burns. He's not as offensive minded like Burns was. I mean he's second he was second on the team in points. Yeah, but not many guys on that team got points. Yeah. It was very uh, split out. Like we said. Jared Jared McCann had 70. Vince Dunn had 64. Jordan Everly had 63. Uh Matty Beneers had 57. And then That's nobody sick. else above 50. That kid's sick. Which one Beneers? Yeah. Yeah he is. <laughs> and uh, they're gonna have Shane Wright stepping into that lineup too and hopefully he'll be a little bit better with a little, a little more juice in his step. Yeah. Um, yeah, with a, another Canada gold under his belt. Yeah, right. Um, I don't know. I, I think, and even to me, adding Carlson there, if he, if you do kind of split it where he kind of takes a little bit of a dip offensively from the previous season, which I don't expect him to put up the points he did last year anywhere he goes. I think adding that oh, still yeah. juices your team up enough yeah. to where it it bumps you. Like I mean, you got past Colorado last year, but it could it could have been the X factor, you know, to get them past Dallas. You know, like yeah. it's it's just I think there's just more upside there than Pittsburgh. Like with like that just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, Pittsburgh with him and Latang, they're both right D. Like and you're just getting older too. Like, and then the Carolina, like why you already like you. Brent Burns, I mean, but they went on and signed Tony D'Angelo, so I think like they're probably out of the running, right? Yeah, and they besides the fact that Carolina's just like, no, we collect them all. Yeah, like, every really defenseman did. is ours. We um, should uh, we should make a uh, Carolina Hurricanes jersey or a is shirt. Is it Toronto? Did they say Toronto? Toronto's in on. They're what apparently is, in on it. Always it doesn't make sense. That doesn't make any sense because who are you going to move? Like Elander. <laughs> yeah, and then and then you can just go be Carlson an extra two. Yeah, like over the cab with Morgan Riley at, on your as your top paid defenseman already. Like that doesn't make sense either. So dumb. Seattle makes the most sense just because like they don't have like the clear cut number one defenseman, but I think that this season is going to really be Vince done. Yeah. Um. I don't know what other team would really benefit from having like a such an offensive defenseman like him that doesn't already have one kind of already, you know. Just go to Seattle. Give me a reason to buy a jersey. Yeah, but like a a Carlson Steve though. Yeah, would. I'm trying to think. I don't know. Fucking Philly, but Philly's like so far out of the playoffs that doesn't even make sense. Yeah. I don't know. Who else? I mean, Washington wouldn't be bad if they want to get back into the playoffs. That team is just old. What if the Islanders That's come out of nowhere? Uh, Islanders? That yeah, would be good. They always sneaky, like, oh, we're in on this guy, <laughs> but yeah. nobody ever goes there. There's like rumors yeah. that they're, them in Toronto, are supposedly talking about Nylander. So it's like, if that falls through, I mean, you can totally, I could see them maybe. Making a push, but does that make Dude, that would that would be that'd be pretty fucking sick though. 
if they got Carlson. Oh my god. So that, that like defensive core isn't very offensively minded. So he would do well with any pairing there, I think. Yeah. Yeah, because who do they have? They got they have Pular, Pelic, Noah Dobson, Scott Mayfield, Alexander Romanoff, Sebastian Ajo. Yeah. David Sorokin jumping next year up to eight two five. That's gonna be a good deal too. <laughs> and he would, I think, he would do really well there because, like, that's that team. It would be pretty They're similar. Too, though they don't have to have, Yeah, that team would be pretty similar to San Jose. Like, they only have like a, a couple of star players, as in like Barzell and like maybe Borovat. But I was gonna say. the team's just better depth-wise and, like, defensively than San Jose is by far. Could you, could you imagine Carlson just feeding Manny Barzal on the power play? Yeah, that'd be, that'd be so nasty. <laughs> it would be gross. What it, this this cap situation fucked the Sharks and the rebuild big time. Like, you got to feel for Greer. Oh, yeah, because they, signed, they signed that deal. Yeah, and there's before. nobody that he can even, like, really work with to, like, make it happen easily, like, because every team is – in Capel and any team that can take him on aren't going to be competitive. And I don't think he's going to, he doesn't want to go anywhere. That he's not going to have a chance to win. He's been there. This is going on to his fifth year already into that contract. That's crazy to me. Really? Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's just wild. All right. Um, We'll wrap this up here in a second on Instagram. The other day we posted asking for your controversial hockey takes that you would fight to the death. And we got some good ones in here. Um, So we're just going to touch on a couple of them real quick. Uh, The first one should be able to hit the goalie if they come out to play the puck. Absolutely. 100%. Not in the crease. Dude, the amount of times that goalies stick themselves out into players for interference oh, and dunk, yeah, dunk I mean, blow them up. That's yeah. That's if you're you, if you're, you want to come out, you're trying to you're trying shit. to box somebody out. But like, if you're getting fucking blown up because you're going into the corner and you're throwing it up the boards and somebody like takes that extra couple steps just to lay you out, then like that's fucked up. Yeah, I guess there's no there's no other time in the game when like a somebody's like standing still and somebody's coming skating from the, the far end of the fucking ice <laughs> and just going to blow them up against the boards. Yeah, think about it. There's no fucking. That's not. A no, thing. I think not. Like, as you think, like I'm, I'm, you're talking like when Ryan Miller got fucking ran over. Yeah, that yeah. that's no that kind of stuff. But it's like if the goalie comes out and tries doing like stick handling and all that kind of stuff, he makes an effort to be oh, part yeah, of the play. Yeah, then that's he gets fucked. He it should be fair play. But I mean, he's going behind the net to stop the puck, and that's it. If Dominic Hockey can come out in two pad stack, Marion Garrick and flip him like a turnstile. Yeah. Blow him up. Yeah. <laughs> Blow him up. <laughs> That's how I feel. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just one of those things that you, you can't – that would be such a gray area. I'm like, oh, uh, well, was he making maneuvers towards the guy? It'd be like – it'd be like uh, uh, goalie interference right now. It's fucking – it's completely up to the ref. On if he's they just, just calling a fair catch. He's like, please don't hit me. I'm just going <laughs> to stop the puck here. <laughs> it's like in the longest yard where he's calling a fair catch. They just – Drill them anyway. <laughs> All right. This one's from Poets. John Scott deserved to be in the All-Star game. 
Yeah, it was fan vote. Yeah, you won the fan voted. Vote. Uh, uh-huh. he, he, you know what? He shouldn't have worn the NHL logo. He should have had an AHL jersey on. That would have been hilarious. If, they, if yeah. they didn't want like him to be in the fucking All Star game, they should never have had a fucking fan vote, like a right. Also, fucking Zemgis Gergensen was the number one voted player the the first year they did that. Did you not think that? fans would troll the nhl and put john scott in at some point like this is on you yeah (laughs) like all of latvia voted for gergensen and he was the number one voted guy (laughs) like yeah all right um another one crawford was an elite goalie and is underrated as hell absolutely yeah that's like that's that's easy yeah i don't understand how like people debate if quick as a hall of famer or not and don't even mention crawford because i think crawford was i well i think the debate there is the fact that like in 2012 like the whole reason they made it to the stanley cup final they were they were the eight i think yeah i think quick i think i think quick meant more to the kings than than crawford did to the hawks i think that crawford meant just as much but people people still think that like because of what was in front of them that he didn't he wasn't as like a big part of it mm. i mean that's a, that's like you, a story for you, that we talked about team. it we talked about it before what was it like 2017 or 2016 2017 right where he had his concussion and the team went down the fucking drain yeah yeah mm-hmm. because their previous year they won the fucking they won the western conference yep that's like, when they got swept by nashville yeah yeah he gets, he gets taken out and that team just fucking hits the drain like yep. it was the same team it was the same team that just won the Western Conference the year before, or at least the yeah. core, and then Aaron. yeah, and then and then fucking what December he gets his concussion, and then the team just yeah, he's a huge part of that team. Shea Weber just wasting him. Dude, was that when Shea Weber got? I don't remember who was that. that was that Malkin? That no, it was Shea Weber. Shea Weber oh, yeah. fucking clap bomb, and I don't know how he didn't get pulled for concussion protocol. Like, like that holy shit. Yeah. Um, all right, I'm gonna do a couple more really quick here. Versus TV was peak broadcasting. This was great. <laughs> was it? I don't even remember. <laughs> it was great. Dude, as soon as I hear versus, I immediately think of Brian. Like that's it. I don't know why, but that's immediately <laughs> what I think of. Just blowing him up. All I remember is just like when a game would end and then they would go to like fucking bass fishing. Like, <laughs> like, right That's after. Deep, baby. And I was just like, oh, it's time to go to bed. <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't know if Versus was great or it was just a great time for Hawks and hockey because that's yeah. like, that was a like lot of good the memories. Set. Yeah. A lot of good yeah, memories exactly. associated with it. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm with that one. <laughs> all right. Guess you, you can guess who put this one in. 1999, Brett Hall in Wrong. the crease. In the crease goal should not have counted. I mean, that's what the rules were. So I'm just going to stick with what Brett Hall said when my dad asked him. If I got a problem with it, come take the ring off his finger. <laughs> I'll wait till he's like 89. And then I'm yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. He's gained a lot of weight. That thing might be stuck on forever. <laughs> <laughs> um last one from the uh the Instagram goalies are relevant. Yeah. Yeah, baby. Nah. Fucking so true. Nah, 
Dude, uh, fucking Aiden Hill won the Stanley Cup this year. It's not true. Pretty fucking relevant to that team, huh? Yeah, but they had six goalies, and then they finally found one that actually <laughs> worked. Like, it doesn't, like, he got tossed around. He's from Arizona, like, San Jose. Like, no one is just They just guy. develop later, buddy. Jordan Bennington's a Stanley Cup champion. Anthony Niemi's a Stanley Cup champion. You don't fucking know. <laughs> Irrelevant. They are relevant. You need a good goalie. You need an average goalie that's playing really well. Yes. I mean, you, you, you need a goalie. You need a hot goalie. <laughs> you need somebody to stand in that and, and block pucks. <laughs> yeah, you need a goalie. They're relevant. All right. Yeah, my... exactly. Irrelevant. <laughs> I said they're relevant. Irrelevant. You said. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My take that I, I've been kind of leaning oh. into more lately the COVID bubble playoff format was the best playoff format. Oh, the 24? The play-in? No, yeah. fuck that. You don't need 24 teams making the fucking playoffs. I like the play-in, and then I, but I re, what I really liked about it was the one through six, or like one through whatever. It didn't matter conference, didn't matter division. It was just the top team got the worst team, and boom, boom, boom. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, for that part. When it was seeing Montreal going, like you think. One versus 12. No, 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 because it was the top three teams. Didn't fucking was it top three or top four? Didn't like play in the play in round. No, I'm talking they, okay, but they were the, they played against each other to like yeah. fucking get seated like one through four or some shit. Take out the playing games. I'm talking about like once it got to the actual playoffs and it didn't matter oh, yeah. conferences, it didn't matter all that. Yeah. And just seeing like Montreal going on a run. Like we love the twenty twelve teams going on a run. That wasn't the bubble. Fucking bro. Panthers just did that this year. That wasn't the I'm, I know. I'm saying, though, I like it. I don't uh, – whatever. That's my take, though. I like – I'm like so the, confused the, on which playoffs you're talking about. Are you the talking one, about 2021 or 2020? The one – It was 2020 because 2021 was just the North Division. Oh, no, that was – yeah, that's That the, was 2021. That was when – Whatever one – yeah, whatever one was East. Montreal versus Tampa. Yeah. Yeah, that's 2021. 2021. Okay, that's the one I liked. Okay, I like the I like that's the, the one where like the Hawks almost made it on the backs of fucking Subban and Lankanen and Delia, but it would ended up being like Nashville beat us out, and then they played like Carolina, and then fucking uh, Tampa came out of our division. Like, it was fucking weird. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. That was that was the shortened season, not the bubble playoffs. Okay, that's what I, I like that format. I disagree. I like one through eight better. I still. Oh, like I like one through eight better, but I fucking love if if we're not going to get one through eight, I like the chaos of just everybody gets jumbled up together. Yeah, we're never going to get one through eight again, which fucking sucks. I don't know. Get rid of Gary for that reason, and then yeah. we can bring somebody in. Yeah, for that reason, that's what's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got any takes you want to talk? Throughout um, there. Um. I'm sure there's plenty. Our fans just know who I am and just went through all my biggest, <laughs> my biggest take. <laughs> can't think uh, of anything. I can't think of anything like off the top of my head that's like controversial. It's just like, I mean, Marion Hosa should have won a Selkie. Yeah. Like that type of shit. Did Shea Weber ever win a... No, I don't think he did. Weber, I think that's, that, was, that was one where he got robbed because it was like Listerns last year. Like he should have won the Norris that year. Did Suter win one and he didn't? No, I don't no. think Suter ever won one. Yeah. Yeah. 
the fact that Shea Weber never won is a fucking disgrace. Yeah. But all right. Yeah. That's um right. Hawks fans don't have a big take for me. Yeah. Well, what was it? Hawks fans don't like Detroit doesn't suck anymore. Like you don't have to oh, hate Detroit. Yeah. Yeah. I'm over That's it. Fine. Stop the Detroit suck chance. Just switch it over to St. Louis sucks. Yeah, pretty much. That's it's always going to be a, a factor for me. That's that's the more relevant rivalry now. Yeah, I guess that but, would be my biggest problem in my head. But if it does end up being a Hawks Detroit final, Ooh. fuck those guys. I would man. love that. I would bring love it back that. out. Be, you know how, how scary it would be to have a Hawks Detroit final with DeBrinket on Detroit, <laughs> and him just being like fucking motherfuckers. <laughs> and the it's like a. It sounded like the goalie and going, you Chernobyl motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on the same fucking team. <laughs> All right, Tanner. 232. Or 233. Sorry. That's right. R.I.P. Rocky in peace. That's <laughs> what it's going to be. I... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, fucking bye. <laughs> uh, all right. Do you want me to do the RIP or do you want me to just do Rocky in peace? You can just or be like rock on. <laughs> oh, okay. or well, rock out. We, That's what, right. Yeah. In case we finally get canceled, uh, this has been fun. <laughs> all right. Episode 233. Call it. Call it. <laughs> We're done. It's over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right. Yeah. Go Two, three, three. Just, go, just go with the RIP one. Yeah. RIP, Rocky, Rocky in Peace. Yeah. All right. Uh, 233. Oh, shit. Um, <laughs> oh, shit. Well, did you see my mic just fucking fall? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ghost pulled that thing down. Oh yeah, fucking Rocky doesn't like it already. Oh, um, take it easy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Follow us on social media at WCB Podcast. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, everywhere you find your, you know, listen to your podcast. Um, promo code THPN on DraftKings, and yeah, we'll see you in the next one. All right, love you, boys. Bye. Thanks for listening to the WCB podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast. To connect with Jerem and Tanner, check out the boys at WCB podcast on all social media. We'll see you next time.